welcome to Let's Parent on Purpose. This is a podcast for parents who are looking to thrive and not just survive these parenting years. My name is Jay Holland, and I'll be bringing with me the successes and failures of the last 20 years of student ministry, parenting, and foster parenting as we trust Jesus to work out our mistakes along the way and produce helpful human beings that will be a blessing to society. All right, as we get into today's podcast, let me just warn you, this is some next-level parenting stuff. At least it is for me, and that's because I kind of spent my whole childhood practicing the opposite of what I'm going to talk about today. Today, our topic is going to be responding instead of reacting. And again, I I, um, I spent my childhood maybe prepping to do the opposite. Um, so when I was little, I really liked this magazine called Mad Magazine, which I would totally not let my kids read, I think. Um, I don't know. They don't like to read whatever the older ones do. But yeah, I don't think I'd let my boys read it because they're too much like me. Um, so with Mad Magazine, they had this feature in there called Snappy Answers to Stupid Questions. And basically, it was exactly like it sounds. It would be a little comic strip where somebody would ask a perfectly obvious question, and then they would give a bunch of uh, strips back where it was like really sarcastic, really dry, cutting, biting answers to them. And man, I just ate that stuff up. I loved it, and it helped me to hone my biting sarcasm skills, which have really not come in handy the rest of my life. Um, they amuse me and they just make people feel like trash. So basically my whole adult life has been learning to tone down something that I really ingrained in my childhood. So I don't react kind of over the top when when weird situations happen or when unexpected stuff with my kids happen. But I really personally have to watch that that sarcasm, the um, the bite in there. And I have to watch it in student ministry too because for every kid that thinks it's funny, I guess I crushed the soul of somebody else. So this is again, next level parenting. It's challenging, but man, it's, it's so huge and so helpful. So when I talk about responding instead of reacting, um, you think about interactions that you have with your kids. And, and I know that, uh, kids do shockingly foolish things. Kind of just like other human beings do shockingly foolish things. And sometimes when we're encountering these things or we're confronted with them, we're just blindsided. We're blown away by by how foolish it is. And and if we could predict everything and predict how we're going to respond, man, it'd be so much better. But when you're just taken off guard, um, the emotions get involved. And sometimes it's hard because you feel like you can't get through something unless your volume raises and you get louder and you use that size and body that you have. But but we want to remember something. In every emotional situation that's happening with our kids, there's at least two different levels of education happening. The first is the lesson you're verbally trying to teach them. But the second is, and, and I think more impactful, is the nonverbal way that you're reacting to them in these tense, pressure-filled moments. So, you know, a lot of times I think we do more harm than good because even though we're saying the right stuff, we, we bring so much emotion into it, um, we're, we're teaching something else. And what we're teaching is this, we're teaching them how to respond in similar situations as they grow up and get older. We're training them on how to be a husband, on how to be a parent, on how to react in job situations. And so that's one of those things we always want to remember is that whatever is happening, there's two levels of education going on. And even though we want to get to the point of whatever the situation is, we don't want to lose sight of the fact that they remember 
our actions, our emotions, our reactions a lot more than they remember our words. And then we want to remember that they will do what we do far more than they will do what we say. And so in the very near future, when you find yourself in a scenario where you typically react with a harsh or a biting or loud words, I want to take a moment to gather how you'll respond. And, uh, you know, a good guiding verse for that is Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1, where it says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And so I want to just give you a couple practical steps as you're, as you're thinking about this. Um, how do I learn to respond well instead of reacting when sometimes the situation is just foolish? Sometimes what they've done is, is just crazy. And let me tell you, as a parent, I keep in my toolbox that ability to sometimes emotionally, you know, get upset in a situation. I keep it in my toolbox. It's a tool that has less effect the more that it's used. So you want to be really judicious with that. I'll give you kind of an extreme example of that. We take kids to uh, inner city Baltimore on, on mission trips. Last year, I've done it for a number of years with different churches. We're going again this year. And one of the things that we realize is, is there are some good parents that are there. They're just kind of under undermanned and overwhelmed. And so what we found is like when we were in Baltimore, you would have uh, these moms that really do care about their kids' behavior and were really upset when their kids misbehaved during our Bible school. And they would just come with full force and over the top and chastising and kind of melting the kid into nothing. But the consequence of that is that in the day-to-day, as we were with those kids, if you weren't over the top and angry and explosive, they didn't take you serious, um, you know, because they were used, things weren't serious until they get to that level. So again, this is one of those things that I want to keep in my toolbox, but I want to use it very sparingly. And I really like, I don't want to use it because I'm actually emotionally over top in the situation. I want to use my emotions in an appropriate manner. Sometimes I need to use my emotions to convey the seriousness going on. But man, you can do a whole lot more if you keep those emotions in check. So here's just three steps for you to think about, for you to practice. And again, you might want to go to letsparentonpurpose.com because you're going to hear this and and it's going to be hard to remember as, as we're talking about it. And it might be good for you to just see in written form as well so you can have some repetition. So step number one is just simply pray, God, give me the grace for this moment. Um, you know, it's, I find that it's impossible sometimes to maintain my emotions apart from the grace of God. So when all of a sudden you find yourself confronted with one of these situations, just, you know, step back and take that prayer. Lord, please give me the grace for this moment. Help me to, uh, in, in dealing with the situation, not blow it and make it a bigger one. So first off, pray for God to give you the grace for the moment. And then number two, you need to ask yourself, what can I teach right now? Um, what can I teach them right now? See, the thing is, you may be so frustrated in the moment that your ability to really communicate or teach something may be very small. Uh, and, and in the same way, they may be so frustrated. They may be so emotionally worked up that just it doesn't work. Um, we, you know, I have, a, I have a little kid that, that uh, just has some challenges. And the way that, that it's been described and it makes, I mean, it, when we see it, it, it it describes it really well. She gets so worked up that they call it her brain is on fire. And when her brain gets on fire, she kind of u- loses the ability to rationally think, to um, really work out logic and reason, no matter how logical or reasonable 
or easy to solve the situation is. And so most kids really don't get to that level of their brain being on fire, but all people, as we get emotions involved, we just have less and less ability to learn and to think through. So when you're asking, what can I teach right now? You know, maybe what you end up responding to your kid is is something to the sense of saying, hey, this is really important and I'm not sure what to do. So we're going to take, we're going to schedule a time and we're going to come back together and we're going to talk about this. Um, it may be you say, hey, I want to get myself under control because this really hit me hard. Um, so I'm going to ask you, go, go to your room, go mow the lawn, go do something while I think through what's a wise response. Um, Because I can tell you, in my case, as a dad, especially with my boys, my response, I want to respond over the top because I feel like they 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 respond strongly to, um, at least my boys respond to authoritarian um, parenting strongly, but I don't want to make authoritarian husbands out of them. I don't want to make them over the top parents. I don't want them to think that they can just use their their size and their power to get what they want in situations. And so I have to make sure that I keep mine in check as well. So sometimes I, I'll just say, hey, I got to think about this. Um, I got to really know what to do. I got to pray about it. I got to talk to somebody else that's going to be through this. And we are going to address this at this time tonight. And let me tell you, sometimes you're delaying of the talk and you're delaying of the consequence for the sake of the relationship it might be the most important lesson of the day where you're showing them, man, I value how to care for you um, so much. The other benefit of that is, man, anticipation is sometimes so much worse than the consequence. So rather than you respond right away with the consequence, them kind of having to stew and live in the anticipation is a great time for them to think about what they did. Um, and then the third thing, so you, you're number one, pray that God will give you grace for the moment. Number two, ask, what can I teach them right now? And then number three, consider the context. Um, There's a reason that our kids do what they do. And and I know sometimes it doesn't feel like there's any reason at all why they did. And sometimes if you ask them, they don't have a reason for why they did what they did. And I sympathize with that because sometimes I don't know why I do the things that I do. But there is a reason behind it. So I, I have this friend who's just awesome. He's really smart. And uh, he's he's a counselor, and he, he spends a lot of time counseling um, foster parents who've adopted out of international settings, where there's all kinds of different things going on in his life, in their lives. And and he has this statement where he says, behavior should make us curious. Behavior should make us curious. There's always a why behind the what, even if we can't see it right away. And, and most always, that why is the most important question. So the, like, what did they do? is very important, but why did they do it is a much more important one. So I'm going to consider the context of why, why they did it. Um, sometimes even good kids, l- largely good kids, they make really poor decisions because of, of just a combination of different things going on in their life. Has there been tension in your home? You know, whether it's marital tension, whether it's job tension, whether, you know, the routine has been disrupted. Has there been an influence of some new kid in their life? Are they struggling in school? Behavior should make you curious. And so sometimes asking these questions, even though the answer may not come out right away, sometimes I think even seeing that that you care and you care about what's going on will really help ferret this stuff out. And uh, you will gain trust and credibility in there. 
Now, look, you're not going to get this right all the time, but with practice and a lot of grace from God, you will get better, and so will they. So I want to remember when it comes to just reacting to what they did, to check myself, um, to get myself under control so that I can give a good response. And in doing so, I'm setting them up to be a better husband, to be a better wife, to be a better parent, to be able to function in a really irrational world. I mean, you think about that. The, the world they're going into is, is chaos. The world that they live in in school is chaos. And so if they are grounded and they have control of their emotions and they learn to teach and, and they learn to treat people with respect and, and uh, be able to kind of control with logic and reason and thinking things through, they will thrive. Now, it might be a little frustrating because everybody else is acting crazy around them, but, but the world will never um, have too many people who have good self-control and who can really think through situations and, and you know, kind of disassociate their emotions from really important decisions. Man, that will be such a valuable life skill and that is one of those that I think is just, it's not taught as much as it's caught. And so just like you, just like you can give your kid the flu, you can give your kid uh, the grace and wisdom to learn how to react well in situations. And so that's my prayer is that I would be able to do that and that you would be able to do that as well. Hey, and just one disclaimer here, if, if you're hearing some noise in the background that sounds like an airplane's about to land on your uh, vehicle or on your ears, it's just because this microphone it is really great, picks up my voice great, and apparently picks up airplanes from multiple miles away, and I can't get them to stop flying, so we're just going to have to deal with it. So that's all I have for you today. Uh, I know this is next level parenting stuff, but if you're listening to a podcast on parenting, then you're a high level parent or you're my grandma. If you're my grandma, hi, Nana. This has been Let's Parent on Purpose. It's a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. If you're on the Treasure Coast and don't have a church home, we'd love for you to check us out. You can check us on the web at covenantfellowship.com or come Sunday mornings, 930 or 11 a.m. Let's Parent on Purpose com is the site to get archived blogs and podcasts so you can check this stuff out recommend it and share it with friends and uh, just get sharper and sharper in your parenting you can also let me know if there's any topics you would like to cover this has been jay holland for let's parent on purpose thank you so much we'll see you later